You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., episode number 1174. Everything happens so fast in this market. You know, it just, everything is just moving so fast. If you can find that, then that's, that's another play. But again, even with multifamily, you kind of got to look for value add on top of just the fact that it's, it's an income producing property. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. This is exciting because there is a lot of talk and a lot of uh, opinions on whether or not you can be successful in the hottest markets in the country. And the conversation, the interview that I'm going to have today on the podcast, I think is going to shake up what you're thinking about going into some of these bigger markets and really making an impact. But it comes with a caution warning, all right? You need to have extremely thick skin. You need to be really, really, really focused, and you need to be able to get through the time where things are a little bit rough to get to that really beautiful, really productive spot in your business. It is my pleasure to bring from San Diego, California, Marcelo Valdez to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. Say hello, Marcelo. Hello, hello. Brent, how are you doing? This is a long time coming, brother. I mean, we have been, you and I have had a relationship for years. I have seen the evolution of your business. I have seen some of the successes that you've had putting together really big deals and some of the, you know, kind of, hey, is this going to work in this market? Should I think about going somewhere else? I mean, all of these things, real natural things that you and I have had a conversation about, but you stuck it out. And now, just for everybody to know, Marcelo has already made more this year in the first five months of this year, first four months of this year, than he made the entire all of last year. He is off and running. He is on a rocket ship right now. Marcelo, how do you do business in these really, really, really aggressive markets like San Diego? Yeah, I think, like you said, thick skin is a big part of it. And just it becomes really cliche, but every day hammering it out, consistency, like you hear about. I know I went to school, there was a lacrosse team. And I really like they had some cool sayings on their shirts, but I liked one of them. It said Navy lacks. And then on the back, it said consistency is the key. So I think that's a lot of it. You know, like you guys talk about, you hear it all the time. And again, it's cliche, but it's doing that and just, you know, being willing to grind through some some tough times. And it is a really tough market. The bad news is, you know, you're not going to do, you know, 100 deals in a, in a year. It's just not going to happen in this market. But when you do do them, you know, if you do it right, you're going to have, you know, really solid payday. So it comes, which do you want, you know, go out and get the bigger deals or, you know, a bunch of smaller deals. And, and I've just decided I'm going to, as they say, grow where I've been planted. So I'm going to do San Diego. I'm going to learn how to how to make the market work. And, you know, we might only do when we're really going crazy, two or three deals a month. But, you know, $50,000 a deal or whatever, then um, it will do well. Yeah. And it's not just, I mean, this year, it's 70, $70,000 a deal is your average, right? Yeah. So there was a couple of deals that blew it out on the one extreme. And then I actually had one deal that was a lot smaller. 
I expect that we'll probably end, uh, end up trending more towards that 50,000 number as volume goes on during the year. But yeah, so far, just because of some a couple of big numbers. And again, it's small volume, but it ends up making a real impact. Well, listen, I like small volume. I mean, Marcel, you know as well as I do, because we've had this conversation so many times over the years, but it's what you're netting on these deals and how much is it costing per deal and how do you bring down that cost so that you can keep more of that spread and how do you do it so that it's consistent? And with our business here in Phoenix, with my business here in Phoenix, you know, we're averaging $42,000 a deal this year, right? But but we're doing one a week. You know what I mean? It's not like we're Mm -hmm. doing when people go, well, how many deals, how do you do 10 deals a month? And I'm like, I don't care about 10 deals a month. I care about what is the bottom line income that I'm getting from this business. That's what I'm looking at. So you don't need a huge team. And we're going to go into your team here, Marcel. You don't need a huge team. You don't need a ton of overhead. You don't need to have this elaborate kind of uh, a business that, that has a lot of slippage when it comes to costs. You can run this really efficiently. So tell us about your business, because what is it? Three people, four people? What do you got? Well, it's myself and and my wife here in San Diego so far still. I was actually last year going to hire an acquisitions manager and then COVID hit. And, you know, the beginning of the year, whatever it was around February, we were doing well, it seemed like. And then, of course, you know, the shutdowns came and the following six months were really tough. And I said, forget about that. I'm, you know, for one thing, I didn't want to, I run a home office. I'm not going to have another person come into my house or anything like that. I was going to get an office away. And, you know, anyway, that all blew up. So I said, you know, I'm just going to tighten my belt. I'm going to do it. I'm just going to continue being an acquisition manager. And I'm even doing it so far into this year. I have phone prospectors. We have three. And one of them I'm, I've converted into, she's being a lead manager now. Because now I've gathered, you know, I've been doing this for long enough now. We have about 500 leads in our database. Yeah. Even a whole chunk that I kind of set aside for maybe realtor referrals in the future. I was like, holy cow, you know, prices have gone up so much. Even people that were making, you know, whatever was crazy a year ago is completely a great deal now. So we're using that as well, going back through that. Yeah. And then there's my wife and myself here. And she does over COVID, we were doing both. We were like in the military, they call it hot rack and where one person sleeps in a bunk and then the other person gets out. <laughs> you know, we were down to one car and I was, you know, driving in the mornings and she was driving in the afternoon and we were doing like six, seven, eight hours a day of driving for dollars. Mm-hmm. So she still is doing driving for dollars and works our disposition side. So yeah, it's a small team, really good group of prospectors and ourselves. And, you know, we're going to continue. We've added one prospector. I'm going to add another. Everything very logical, very methodical not going to go crazy, just going to keep, you know, leading with revenue and and adding on to our team throughout the year and and adding on to our marketing spend little by little, but in a very manageable way, you know, volume towards the beginning of the year, I had three open escrows and and I was just, life was a little bit crazy. I wasn't used to it. You know, it does, it sounds like a lot, but for me, I've never had more than two open at any time. So three open escrows, I was going nuts, you know, so. Incredible. So what is it, Marcel, you know, People shy away or or stay away from these bigger markets. Is it because there's bigger companies that can outspend you and there's a ton of marketing? Is it just the overall property owners understand, you know, that they can just ask whatever they want for the properties? Is it competition from people that are out there door knocking or calling in the market? Like, what is it that makes it kind of a brawl 
to get deals in San Diego? I think it's all of it. You know, I recently sent out postcards and holy cow, I'm actually looking for my own house. So I sent it out to a couple of zip codes where I'm looking. I hadn't gotten enough, you know, from my prospecting. Sure. And the amount of people that you just get, you know, calling you back and, you know, cursing you out and, and the comments are, you know, I get five of these a week. What is it about you people? And so, yeah, there's a lot of competition out there. Again, you're not going to do as much volume. You're just not. And, you yeah. know, I've gone two whole months without doing a deal. Right. And, and you get to week eight and... Yeah, we talked then. You know, there's got to be a certain... There's only a... I think there's only a certain kind of uh, personality that can go that long without income. You have to be able to ride out those moments. It can be stressful for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that you rode those out. I remember having that conversation. I was driving in the neighborhood. We talked, I pulled over and we talked for a good half hour about it. And just cleaning up the process a little bit, making sure that your leads were coming in, making sure everything was really squeezed. And then finally, boom, that big one hit, like, I, I don't know, a couple of weeks later, you were able to kind of outlast it. And then it kept going and building and building. And and now you're off to the best year of your of your business. So, I mean, that's yeah. phenomenal. You've got 430,000 closed already. You've got things cooking. You got 500 leads in your pipeline. I mean, incredible. Let's crack open this egg and find out more about you and your story. Why did you get into real estate investing? Why did you get into wholesaling? So I've always been into fascinated by real estate, an engineering degree by background. I, I love building. Uh, I even went out and got my contractor's license, which is a whole other story. But I built some big four or five million dollar homes in La Jolla and that is like 10 times more stressful than uh, the real estate investing. So I got out of that quick. But yeah, I, I had worked many, many years at a very large corporation here in San Diego. Didn't want to travel anymore the way I was traveling. I earned over 3 million miles, you know, and it was great while it happened. But, you know, my daughter was born. And I said, I'm, I'm kind of done with this. So I already had properties. I'd already been doing some stuff. I had some investments. So I, you know, I said, hey, I'm going to do this full time. And of course, six, seven years ago or whatever, you know, it was easier to do. Yeah. And as time as time went on, uh, I was like, you know, I'm going to have to go off market to find properties because I could see the way things were going. But I hadn't heard of wholesaling. And uh, one day I heard Todd Toback, Tom Kroll, you know, that podcast. And I was like, what is this stuff? So learn more and more about it and kind of eased my way into it. I wish I had not just eased my way into it and just, you know, gone a whole hog. But anyway, I did do that. And, and so now I, you know, I, I don't consider myself a wholesaler. I consider myself very much a real estate investor, but some things are going to be assigned. Other things will decide to, to purchase and fix and flip. And, and of course, the goal is you always talk about is to buy and hold. I have several properties yep. here in San Diego and, yep. I, and I do want to buy more. Hey, they're expensive right now. And you just, you got to be creative. You got to find, you know, owner financing, seller financing, whatever. All of those kinds of you just have to be on a on a real A game in this market, and and it took me a while. It took me. Uh, I'm in my third year now of well, my let's see, 2019 was almost a full year. I'd say it was yep. about nine months. I did. I joined TTP, and I spent, like you say, you know, do the thousand conversations, and I spent three months just calling and calling and calling, and almost nothing. Yeah, and. One day uh, I got a voicemail, but it, the name matched the name on Mojo. So I went ahead and left a voicemail and the lady called me back and said, oh my God, I can't believe, you know, you know that I'm selling, you know, how did you know? Oh, well, you know, so to make a long story short, we finally get that deal done. She'd hired an agent 
And I thought, oh no, an agent. But I worked through him. They hadn't listed it yet. And, and it was a $50,000 deal. So, you know, after that, as you say, you know, it's kind of off to the races and it was up and down for a while, even still, you know, they weren't coming every week or even every month, but they kept coming and we stayed tough through it all. And, you know, now, as you say, now we have a much more predictable business. Now I know what my numbers are. Now I know what an actual real seller sounds like in somebody who's, you know, a tire kicker or whatever. So, but it takes a while to get there, you know, it definitely does. Yeah. And you know what? And I think that you're going to really see, and I'm sure that you're already doing it. And I think that you touched on it earlier, but going back into your database and any of these markets that are experiencing a high explosive appreciation right now, going back into your old leads, your dead leads, the ones that they wanted too much, or they wanted Zillow price at the time or whatever else, Woo, we're doing a lot of those deals. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is, it's exciting. You go back in and you're refreshing them and these are free. And now all of a sudden, like, I mean, you're just netting so much because you've already paid for these years ago, two years ago, a year ago, six months ago. Now, you know, some of these are getting resurrected yeah. and it is just beautiful. It is just a wonderful way to get some extra deals. So anybody out there that's been doing it for a little while in these yeah. high appreciation markets, you need to go in and aggressively, aggressively attack those dead leads and see what happens there because we're just, you know, I had the best month ever last month and it was it was because of dead leads. It was because somebody wanted a, a retail value from three years ago and now it's like <laughs> so much different. We were able to give them what they wanted and uh, it really worked out. So talk to me about, you do a lot. You touched on driving for dollars, right? So is that, the only thing you go after, what else do you think is if somebody's living in a city like Seattle, Chicago, Austin, Miami, New York, some of these other you know, big time cities, where should they be targeting so that they're not wasting their time? Because it's much different than than some of the than most markets. Yeah, I'm gonna actually throw something in a little different, maybe than some people have heard is is I would actually look much more towards uh, opportunities for value add. Because that's where you can get the big numbers from. So that is to say... Break, break down, because you're a contractor. Like, what does a value add mean to like a 10-year-old? Yeah. I mean, basically any property where you can either add square footage or add units. So yeah. that's, where, that's where I get, you know, folks who are... Myself, I'm looking... So for my own house, I have a very specific criteria. And I want to be able to put an income-producing unit on my own property. And so you can do that here in California. And, you know, there's a lot of other, these major markets, you know, they're just desperate. I don't like to use the word desperate, but, you know, a lot of these markets are just desperate to get, you know, additional units and additional housing. So if you can find a way to meet that need, you can have to find a different buyer pool too, right? You got to do a little extra work, but there are people out there that are going to pay more money for properties where you can add value like that. Either adding square footage, you know, to your two bedroom, one bath, which, you know, people typically want at least a three, two, or even more importantly, where you can find some way to, to put extra units on the property. I love it. How do you discover if that's an opportunity? Are you looking for bigger lots with smaller properties on it? Are you just looking in specific areas that you see that it's already happening, that people are starting to do that and getting ridiculous prices for it? Like, how do you know if it's a value add potential? Yeah, I'm actually looking more in what I call the Metro San Diego. So San Diego, there's San Diego County. Yep. There's different parts of it. 
And certainly we've driven, you know, done driving for dollars. And I would also say, you know, that's an important one too. But I'm right now focusing a lot on Metro San Diego, which is really, you know, it's, it's super expensive. This is not a cheap area, but, you know, you can sell something out that sells for $700, $800, dollars $900, $1,000 a square foot. Yep. And construction is $200 a square foot or rehab is, you know, $90 a square foot. Mm-hmm. It just makes a lot of sense for a lot of buyers, both anybody you might be wholesaling to, but end user buyers as well. So yeah, I would say that's that's one for people to look for. But again, not as easy. You got to learn. You got to have to kind of get up a learning curve and really, really know your market. I love it because I mean, listen, if you want to do a fix and flip in San Diego, great. You're getting these properties at basically retail value or a little bit less. The real move is you want to make the real money. You want to make the six figures in those markets. You got to add value. It costs you 200 to do it. Yeah, you got to go through permitting. Yeah, it's going to take you six to nine months. But on the flip side, you're selling that thing for what, seven, eight, a thousand dollars a square foot? I mean, that's bananas. Yeah. It is absolutely. I remember you showing me a property that I, I looked at and I was like, oh my gosh, that is the deal of the century. It was right by the water. It was a teeny house on a teeny lot. I don't know how much you made on it, but I was like, I need to buy this for Marsa. I wanted to buy it. Like that's how great it I, was. I wanted to buy it. I, I wish I had, you know. Yeah, that one, that was one I actually called you on. I was like, should I push this out to more buyers? Because I already had one buyer who, who I made, I think it was like 113000 on it. Yep. And the funny thing is that guy closed on it and he immediately put it on MLS. He just like cleaned it up, put it on MLS and he made another $100,000. Yeah. Yeah. That was incredible. That was a great deal yeah. and you got it done and it was good. But now you're in a position where you could take those things down and, and buy those and do something cool with it, which is really, really, really cool. When you're driving, okay, so let's get back to where to target, because I know that you've done some really interesting things with vacant lots as well. And mm-hmm. I think a lot yep. of people sleep on vacant lots because they don't really understand the economics behind it. They don't know how to look at the value of these things, but you just, you're literally like, you're just locking these things up, putting it out there and it's working. Yeah. I haven't done as much recently only because in this particular market, you know, people have gotten so savvy. I've made money, you know, where I've purchased a house and it had like an adjacent lot, but it was all under one assessor's parcel number. And I just went to the county and got a separate assessor's parcel number for the separate lot and sold it, you know, but nowadays you can't get away with any of that kind of stuff. People, everybody know they're like, oh, my lot is, you know, you can build so many units on it and blah, blah, blah. So it's a little harder now. We still get them, but it's probably, it's a lot tighter. I think in maybe more emerging markets now, that might be a a good play. And you can still do it. I just have uh, not focused as much as I was, say, a year, year and a half ago, mainly because the volume, again, there's just a limited amount of lots. So I have so many hours in a day, but it's worth doing. But, you know, in a really hot market like this, it's going to be like the dessert on top. You know, you're going to get one or two of them a year, maybe. You're not going to do a lot of them. How aggressive are you going after multifamily in San Diego? I go after it. It's a tough one too. Again, there's ways to add value. In other words, we had one that we we lost out on. And this is some of the some of the folks that I had reached out to called me back later and said, Oh, is that available? And I said, you know, no, it it actually fell through. It was a was one deal that didn't work out for me. The thing is it was multifamily, but they had more space to build onto. 
Yeah. So it, and I kept telling people, look, you can build on here. You can add two more units. It was a total of was two triplexes together, the lots. And I said, you can add more on here, you know, and people just weren't seeing it. And then like 90 days later, they're like, oh my God, is that deal still available? And I was like, nope, <laughs> nope, you blew it. You yeah. blew it. But now people are, are a lot more savvy to that now. And so, yeah, it just seems like everything happens so fast in this market. You know, it just, everything is just moving so fast. If you can find that, then that's, that's another play. But again, even with multifamily, you kind of got to look for value add on top of just the fact that it's, it's an income producing property. And let me ask you, so are you doing driving for dollars because the lists, if you can pull a list on a computer, it's been pretty beat up. Yes. I mean, these people have gotten mail since like 1953. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like people have been going after these properties since they were discovered. Okay. So, I mean, people have literally roomfuls of direct mail. They have just a ton. I mean, I'm sure radio and TV ads. I'm sure that there's, you know, Zillow going after these, like all these iBuyers, everybody's going after these properties. So if you can buy a list with just, you know, just clicking on it and filtering it through something like PropStream, then there's going to be a lot of people going after that. So you're driving out there. Are you using an app for it? Uh, deal Machine, yeah. I'm using Deal Machine. Deal. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. And uh, guys, if you guys are driving for dollars, Deal Machine is like, it does all the work for you. Make sure you use the coupon code TTP. It is the biggest discount for the Rhino tribe that they give. So use that TTP discount code for Deal Machine, but it does all the work for you. You can check that out. And let's break down a deal. Let's do this, Marcelo. Let's break down this deal. I want that big one. You know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about <laughs> right. that, that I, I was going to add one one other thing that, I've, that yes. I've learned through all of this is the follow-up. And you hear that a lot. But this year, I mean, the longest one so far is we're in escrow on a deal that I we first contacted her in 2018. So about two and a half years ago when I was first. Yep. Yeah. So that's another thing, especially again in this market, is I find that it's it takes a ton of follow-up. That's awesome. You got to be able to survive long enough to get enough in the pipeline so that you yep. can pull those deals nine months, 12 months, 18 months later. You got to be able to survive to get there. Yep. That's huge. And everybody really take that. You got to be able to survive long enough for the timeline of these leads to match up with you and your business And then it all starts coming together. All the ingredients are together and you start really putting together as Marcelo is showing us extremely productive year, extremely profitable year. So let's break down that big, big deal. I'm not going to give any hints as to how big it was, but let's talk about it. Okay. Uh, This was a lead from driving for dollars, actually in a really, really nice neighborhood. One that I would love to find a place in myself. I called the gentleman and when I first spoke to him, he had another thing that he was working on selling a property and he's, he's 83, I believe now. So he was selling a property out in the, I think Palm Springs area said not this year because of taxes, but you know, stay in touch. So again, follow up. So I followed up and followed up and followed up and followed up. And he'd been using it basically as a storage facility. It was a 550 square foot, one bedroom, one bath house. And so when I finally got in there, I mean, literally you couldn't walk anywhere. It wasn't so much that he was a hoarder. It's that he literally used it for storage. Yeah. And so he finally came around after about six months, said, okay, now I'm good. At the beginning of the year, come meet me. So I met with him. 
you know, it wasn't much of a process. Sometimes they're easy. Sometimes it takes a lot of negotiating. Uh, we finally reached an agreement on a price. It was just a little over $300,000. And uh, I think it was actually $300,890. So he agreed. We, you know, virtually shook hands, uh, signed the deal. And I, it was very straight. I was actually going, I knew that it was a, it was a good deal, but I didn't know how good. So, because it was, it was too out of whack. I actually went to my private money lender and I said, actually it's a hard money lender. And I said, Hey, I, I want to actually take this one down because I know it's a good deal. And it was one bedroom, one bath again, it was on a thousand square foot lot, no off street parking, no garage. So it's kind of, I mean, it's, it's insane how small it was. And he said, we don't even lend on something like that because it's a big X factor. We can't even find comps. So I talked to my wife and I said, well, we can buy this and rehab it. And she said, you know what? Well, let's put it out to our buyers and see what happens. She's always right, right? You know, the, the wife is always right. So so we did that. And I was kind of, to say the least, I was shocked. So people just kept bidding it up. I think I put it out at 389 And to get to the end of the story, the highest bid was 454000 Ooh, yeah. 454000 So a hundred and, well... Give or take some change here, but over 150000 that you made on that deal. Yeah, 154000 Hold on a second here, Marcel. Come on! <laughs> Finally get the bell. <laughs> that is awesome. Did you get that from calling him or was it a text? We called him. Yeah, I, I, yeah, we called him. It was one of my prospectors and uh, there was no indication of like it was a really hot deal or anything like that. He just said, hey, you know, I'm thinking of selling, but not until next year. So, you know, he said, stay in touch. And so we did. And I knew it was from a drive for dollars list. So I knew it was a great neighborhood, an amazing neighborhood. Knew the property needed a lot of work. So, you know, we just stayed in touch. Awesome. One call, serious follow-up, $154,000. Just under 153 and some change. I mean, absolutely incredible. That's life-changing. That's life-changing for, uh, you know, anybody. I mean, that is just absolutely incredible. When you do a deal like that, Marcelo, are you like, Oh, now I got to do a $200,000 deal. Uh, yeah, kind of. I mean, each time I do a, a larger deal, I set the bar a little higher. Yep. Right? I'm like, okay, now I got I to gotta figure out how to beat that one. But then I also, the, the other thing I did was I called up my, my accountant, my CPA, and was like, um, I think I need to set some money aside. <laughs> yeah. Good problem to have, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it definitely does mentally set you for the next one. So. Awesome. Give some advice, Marcelo, for anybody that is starting out big market, little market, doesn't matter. Give them some advice on staying in the saddle, staying connected to your goals. And, you know, maybe they're in a rut. Maybe they're just, they haven't had the success that they expected in their first week or month or three months or whatever it is. Give them some advice on how to get through that. I think being realistic in the beginning is super important really setting yourself up and saying some people get them really, you know, get a deal really quickly, but to set a really realistic goal of 90 days, 120 days or more. And just saying, you know, I'm going to stick with this until some kind of time far off in the future. Don't think it's going to happen quickly, but then stay with it and stay with it every single day, whatever it's an hour a day or two hours or whatever it is. Love it. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect advice. How do people get a hold of you? How can they reach out if they just want to give you a high five, tell you congrats, or maybe they want to maybe work with you? Maybe they got some deals that they need help selling in San Diego. How do people get a hold of you? Yeah, I actually hadn't thought of that question. 
You have an email? Just call me. I mean, call me on my cell phone. Text me. Are you going to give it out? Yeah. I don't expect a flood of phone calls. Okay, go for it. What's your number? 858-204-1337. One more time? 858-204-1337. Oh, okay, Marcelo. You're opening it up, but that's great. Yeah, you guys, if you are in the area, you'd like to squat up and connect with uh, Marcelo, make sure that you reach out to him. I mean, I'm just thrilled. I mean, you know, we've talked for a long time and you have this kind of success this fast. I'm just pumped, man. I'm so, so excited to cheerlead you and see what the uh, the next seven months turns out or eight months really turns out in your business. You better push it over seven figures. I mean, if you if you take your foot off the gas, I'm going to be pissed. I know you nah. Your wife, yeah. I know. <laughs> no, no, no. We're definitely not doing that. And, and I also want to say a thanks to you and appreciation because, like I said, there are a couple of times where there's, you know, like, am I doing the right thing here? And it's, right. and it's really cool to be able to pick up the phone and, and call you. And, you know, you're like, no, you're doing good. Keep at it. Tweak this, you know, do a little bit of that. You know, just general, not only, of course, the TTP course, but the cheerleading. I appreciate because yeah. uh, that definitely helped during some some times of, I guess I'll call it doubt, right? And self-doubt. So appreciate it, man. You got it. You are on a rocket ship. It's exciting to watch it. So keep me posted on that. And anybody out there that is interested in joining the most proactive group in real estate investing, it is the TTP family. It is the TTP program. Go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. That's wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. Check out what it's all about. Check out the testimonials. If it feels good in your gut, uh, sign up for a strategy call. And I look forward to working with you personally. But that is it. Marcelo, thank you so much for being on here. What an incredible inspiration, especially in tough, difficult market like San Diego. Just gave us an incredible blueprint of anybody that's in those bigger markets. If they want to stay homegrown, there is your blueprint. Get after it. And that's it. As I sign off, I always encourage you to talk to people. Till next time, guys. Love you. See you. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.